Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. First off tonight, it was seven days ago. Uh, if you rewind the clock back exactly uh, seven days ago, um, Dublin city centre was in the height of it. Uh, you've all seen the videos at this stage. You've seen the uh, the photographs uh, online. It was. Without exaggeration, it was a war zone. It was terrifying to see. Uh, I'm around long enough that I remember the last time Dublin City Centre was like that and it was for the uh, the Love Ulster uh, parade that took place and there was mayhem in the city centre and uh, I didn't think that I'd see that again in my lifetime but I was uh, sitting at home uh, this day last week looking at the television just in disbelief at what I was witnessing uh, and of course that was the riots that took place following that horrific a stabbing incident that took place in the city centre. And what's happened now is we're seeing the, the knock-on effect of what happened in the city centre that night because a lot of people are now scared to go into the city centre. In fact, uh, when I was coming into Ireland's Classic It's Radio um, earlier on this evening, I was down in the, the local spar and uh, got chatting to a woman who was buying something in spar and she said to me, that she was terrified coming into town tonight. She was dropping someone off at the Three Arena for a gig and she was absolutely terrified coming into the city centre. And I said to her, why? Like, what's the, um, what's the issue? Like, this was a week ago. You know, it's probably not going to happen again. And she said what a lot of people said. She said, I was sitting at home and I, I was in tears looking at what's happening to this beautiful city and I never thought I would ever go into the city centre again. And what she said, I think a lot of people feel that way. I know, for instance, I was off last Monday. I had a day off, Monday this week, and um, decided to go into town with my wife to do a bit of Christmas shopping. And before we went in, thanks, Jane. Sorry, I'm just getting a glass of water because I'm very hoarse. And before I went into town, my wife actually turned around and said, are we going to be safe going into town? Like, are we going to be safe? And I said, what are you talking about? That has that was a week ago. What's the chances of it happening again? Well, I'm joined on the line by uh, TD, a Minister of State with responsibility for business, employment and retail, and Neil Richmond, who's been speaking out very publicly about this over the last couple of days, and he joins us on the line. Uh, Neil, you're very welcome along to Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Jeremy, for having me on. No problem at all, because I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, First of all, take us back to seven seven nights ago. What what was your feeling as you as you watched this on the television unfolding? Well, I didn't watch it on the television, Jeremy, because I was in town, and it, the atmosphere where I was just over the Liffey from where the first the very worst of this has happened. I was going to a British Irish technical meeting in Dublin Castle. It was really really frightening. It was scary, and I be honest with you, Jeremy, I was absolutely furious. I'm like you. I'm a Dubliner. I'm born and reared here. I love this city. I love going into town. I'm lucky that I get to go into town every day for work. I have done my entire adult life. And particularly this time of year, I love Christmas. And I love go- I love the child going into Santa and Ireland, going to the Panto, getting a bit older, meeting my pals, be honest, doing 12 pubs at Christmas, catching up with friends who had to emigrate due to the crash. And I can't wait to bring my kids into town on Christmas Eve just to soak up the atmosphere and instead what I what I saw on my phone and social media and what I could hear from where I was and um, just the far side of O'Connell Bridge is absolute thuggery the very worst of Dublin 
um, you had, and we all know how it started. Um, and first and foremost, Jeremy, of course, still think and pray of those two poor unfortunates in hospital in a cr- critical position who were stabbed. But that awful tragedy used by an excuse by a very small number, of the same agitators, and you've talked about it repeatedly on your show and on your podcast, and they've been brewing, and there's been over 700 protests, for want of a better word, from the far right in the past year. But they organised to get in, but unfortunately, due to the atmosphere, they were able to rope in a couple of hundred willing fools who absolutely ran amok and destroyed our city. And do you think and that's, that's what it was? Do you think that? Do you think a lot of those people who were involved in the, the looting uh, and the, the vandalism, the wanton vandalism, um, that they, they, they didn't even know why they were there? They were just following the bunch. Oh, absolutely! They saw there was a chance to get a, a free pair of trainers or vent some anger. Like, there's no thinking into smashing in a window. Um, in one of the high street, in one of the major stores, and stealing some designer label clothing or footwear, or trying to get after some electronics. There's no thinking when you see absolute fools putting a lit box into a guard a car, torching a Lewis, torching a bus, torching our property, public property, their property. It's just idiocy. And for four hours, it raged. Thankfully, the guards suppressed it. And I was so angry. And what since then? What I've really, really angered me more is speaking to the shops, the pubs, the workers all around town, but particularly in, in around O'Connell Street, Henry Street, Talbot Street, Abbey Street, and they're absolutely crushed because apart from their stores getting getting broken up, uh, so many workers were caught in there. They were they had to hide in stock rooms. They had to be escorted out back doors by armed guardi. They're now to go back in. They got awful abuse hurled at them and that's not a new thing awful racist ignorant abuse but they also lost on friday one of the busiest days of trading black friday i know it's an american phenomenon and we can have that discussion another day but for a lot of uh, retailers um that represents 25 percent of their annual turnover and they're now looking at no one came into town football was down by 90 percent on O'Connell Street on Friday, people were scared, as, as, as you talked about your wife, or indeed the lady you met in Spar, they were scared to go to town, and so they lost all that business on Friday. It's crept back up Saturday, Sunday. So sorry, Neil, what would you put the cost? I've seen I've seen figures thrown around uh, over the last couple of days. What sort of cost would you put on the events? Because it wasn't just the cost of that day. It's 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 rolled into into this week. So what sort of costs can you put on uh, the events that, that occurred last uh, Thursday night? Yeah, it's going to take us a little while to finalise it, Jeremy, so I can only give you a ballpark figure at this stage, but it's in around about €20 million Euro well. between cost to stock that has been stolen, damage to property. Now, that can all be covered by, by insurance, thankfully. But, of course, the city, you know, a tram is an extremely expensive um, item, 13 guarded vehicles, a number of Dublin buses, we had the Dublin City Council workers right at 3 a.m. on Friday morning, um, you know, getting getting O'Connor Street back in shape. And look, the, the Lewis is run again later on Friday. It was a miraculous turnaround. The Dublin City Council workers really put their put their shoulder to wheel to it. But it's been the loss of trading, Germany, and it's going to have a massive impact because I've been speaking to shop owners of all sizes, and they go, "If we don't recover this business, are we going to have to close in the year? Are we going to have to lay off workers?" So these Idiots that came in and smashed in windows and tore apart our capital's main thoroughfare, they're going to cost people's livelihoods, they're going to cost businesses. And for those of us like you and me who grew up to Dublin and associate going into town, particularly around this year with certain events, are those events going to be there next year? Are our kids going to be able to enjoy that next year? 
Or are we going to make a decision that we're not going to let the folks win, that we're going to get into town, but we're going to go to our favourite shop, our favourite pub, our favourite restaurant, we're going to see the panto, we're going to just take back the city and say, no, we're not afraid. Okay, how do we? Okay, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. The city belongs to us. It belongs to the good people uh, of Ireland who just want to bring their kids into whether it's the, the the live crib, which my kids love, or whether it's the panto or whatever the case may be. How do we convince people? Uh, people say like my mother, who who would enjoy going into the city centre. She's terrified now. Uh, she's in her she's in her late seventies. She wants to go in, have a look at Arnott's window, or whatever the case may be. Uh, check out the stalls. I love bringing the kids into the stalls on Henry Street. I'm sure most people listening uh, do. Yeah. How do we convince these people that Dublin is is safe and that this will not happen again? Well, Jeremy, I hope your mum's listening to you tonight. I hope she always listens to your shows. Of course, and I, she what does. I want to say to her. What I want to say to her directly is I spent every day and every night in town this week. It is the safest it's ever been. We've more Gardaí on the beast tonight than we've had in years. Two full public order units are on the street, spread across the north and the south side. You can't walk down O'Connell Street or Grafton Street without seeing a couple of guards every, 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 every so, so many metres. We've got the public order units, we've got police, and we've got everything there. Our shops are open our city centre staff, the people that work in the shops, the pubs, many of these people, Jeremy, were, were the very targets of the racists who tried to take over because a lot of them are young. A lot of them weren't born here. Perhaps they've got dark skin. Um, a lot of them, you know, are women as well. And they're the ones who are most afraid. I want to reassure your mum and anyone else listening that Dublin is open. Dublin is safe. And what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks, when I say we, this is a collective. It's not the government. Far from it. This isn't about party politics or like that but spearheaded by Dublin City Council working with all the various trading groups Board Fulcher all that is we're going to put on even more events in town to attract people in more lights you know the lovely Christmas lights that you see in Merrion Square but, but Sorry for cutting across you Neil you're saying that Dublin Dublin is safe since that since that horrific uh, incident last uh, Thursday night there have been more incidents because I've seen videos on social media of attacks on O'Connell Street so Last Thursday was not the, the last time we've seen violence in the city centre. Now, as I said, I was in Monday at uh, daytime. Dublin is obviously a different place during daytime. Mm-hmm. We had a lovely walk along Grafton Street. We went down to O'Connell Bridge. We had a bit of lunch. The guard of presence was, was definitely more visible than usual. There were public order unit vans there. I felt safe. My wife felt safe. But then I go on to, uh, I go on to social media and I see like fights taking place on, o- on O'Connell Street. And I know we can't stamp out violence completely. And I know that... You know, the police, it's not like Minority Report where they can predict violence before it actually happens. But do you believe with your hand on your heart that, that Dublin is a safe city to go into following what happened last week? 100%. Um, I know some people don't safe. And I, and I understand why they don't feel safe. And not just based on Thursday's events. It's been a little bit before then. But yeah, we see videos on social media. And this is one of the big risks of misinformation and disinformation. Not all of them are current. Some of them are from a long time ago. But we also saw videos on Friday night where a row started outside one of the famous fast food restaurants in the country and the Gardaí there within seconds. They were, they were straight in. Yeah, I did see that. Straight yeah. in, breaking it up. Zero tolerance because they're there in numbers. They're resourced fully in terms of the equipment they need to use. They have the full confidence of the commissioner and the minister to use um, all the tools available to them as they are trained and certified to do today. You'll never have 0% of incidents in any of major not. capital city. And bear in mind, ours is one of the, one of the biggest, most cosmopolitan cities in, 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 across the continent of Europe. But 
the level of crime in the city centre now is the low, over the last couple of days has been the lowest it's been for years. The low, low the level of public order incidents, the level of muggings, all that is down, and that's largely down. Firstly, okay. foremost, down to a huge guard of physical presence that you saw on Monday. And anyone, I ask anyone to take a step into town at any time of day at the moment, and they will struggle to walk down O'Connell Street without seeing. Okay, well that's good. Now, uh, one of the things, and my final question, one of the things that you've been pushing for is tougher uh, law enforcement. In fact, I I saw in one of your your speeches that you were saying, you you know, you want custodial sentences for for anybody that was involved in in what happened. And I think that's what the public need. They need to know that justice is going to be served. Can you guarantee, I know you're not the Minister for Justice, but can you guarantee that, that justice will be served and that people will be held accountable for their, for their actions? I can, and I was sitting beside the Minister for Justice at five o'clock tonight, uh, surrounded by shopkeepers, publicans from Dublin City Centre who asked that exact same question. And first and foremost, we talk away from Thursday night, but we talk about the petty crime. You know the, the serial shoplifters? Oh my God, I see videos all the time of them attacking security guards uh, on shop doors. Like it, it must be an awful job to do, to be a security guard on a, on a shop in the city centre. A, a, a horrible station, but and these um, thugs are absolutely fearless. But one thing that the minister has brought in with cooperation, the Guardian, is that when the book of evidence, when the charge is brought before a judge, it's not just because this individual lifted um, two cans of beer and spat at a security guard. That's a one-off. But here's the 50 other occasions, uh, occasions that have been arrested for, so the judge can take into account not just the one-off offence, but the fact that this person has been at it 50 times. I don't want to see the case where a person who was consistently um, stealing from shops, making our streets feel unsafe, abusing the very people who keep our city running. I don't want to see a situation where they can go up in court and they're going to slap on the wrist, um, suspended sentence, you know, sign in with the guard station, be a good boy or girl. I want that person to go to jail. I want to see justice. To be and, you, and you're fairly confident to that. Now, I know it'll be probably early next year when these uh, cases come before the courts. But you're fairly confident that we will we will see justice because, as you said, you have the all the city centre, Dublin city centre shopkeepers um, looking looking for answers. I mean, I had a my, my neighbour's daughter was actually working in Arnott's last Thursday night. She's <laughs> still traumatised by it. When, and when I saw the videos recorded from inside Arnott's, the poor staff, uh, the look on the staff as those people uh, barge their way through the doors. I, I just can't imagine what it must have, what it must have been like. What you were saying, yeah, you're going on record as saying justice will be served. 100%. And before I finish that point, Jeremy, I just want to reassure your neighbour's daughter that anyone, any particular shop workers who are feeling the psychological effect of that, we have put on helplines. We do have the full uh, services of the state for anyone who was caught up and is still, um, still suffering from that. But yes, we will see justice. We've seen over 40 arrests made so far. We've 6,000, 6,000 hours of CCT footage from all around the area. We have the facial recognition technology approved by legislation. We're going to be able to put all that CCTV to work. There's going to be dozens of people sleeping very uncomfortably in their beds around Dublin now because they know they were involved in riots. We have their, um, their details on footage. They're going to get a knock at the door and they're going to appear before a judge. Great to hear. Uh, uh, Minister for State with Responsibility for Business, Employment and Retail, Neil Richmond, thanks very much for joining us on the show tonight. Thanks. Cheers. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.